0: hey how's it going welcome back to the social.in podcast i'm your host pradeep and on this interview episode as part of our special influencer marketing series we're in conversation with influencer Subiksha venkat who prefers to be called a blogger we talk about the girl next door vibe she has going and more let's jump into the interview Thank you so much for joining me the first question i have for you today is how did you start on your influencer journey
1: Okay, so I can say that this was like a happy accident because I really enjoy writing about food. So there was an app called Zomato and uh, I used to just write about the restaurants that I visited which was quite often. So it was quite an accident and many people actually started liking my reviews and I shifted that, I wanted to diversify so I shifted from Zomato to Instagram and also my blog. So I cannot put a date to when I started but I think somewhere between like say mid-2016 is when I actually started my blogging journey on social media.
0: Okay and just so everyone's familiar your blog and your Instagram handle?
1: Uh, So, I have a website which is Mm -hmm. called Mm maidenchannel.com. and on Instagram it's my own name which is Subiksha Venkat. So, on Instagram right now I'm very active on Instagram because that's the you know present and the future Uh Uh, and I have a lot of engaging audience there only. So, That's where I write about fashion, food, lifestyle and a couple of personal things as well.
0: That's nice. Okay, great. So essentially you started writing reviews on Zomato and from Zomato you migrated onto Instagram as people started to follow you and like what you did, right?
1: Exactly, yes. So I already had a kickstart I can say with you know like say thousand followers who just came up from Zomato. At that time because there were not many people who were writing about food Zomato sort of verified my profile. So I was a verified uh, blogger in Zomato. So that sort of gave me a lot of attention. And so when I started Instagram, I didn't start with zero. It came with like, say, a thousand people already. So it was, I mean, another platform gave me a kickstart. Like it was a quick kickstart for me. Yeah.
0: So you leveraged your Zomato audience into Instagram and started there. Yes. Okay. So what would you say you love more, writing or food?
1: I mean, writing about food is something that I really enjoy. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, I
0: can't, I can't choose, yeah. Can't choose that. And I know that as an influencer, it's difficult for you to have like one favourite type of food. But is there something that you're extra partial to?
1: So, I mean... I love North Indian food so you know whenever I visit a North Indian place, it's always positive so people keep asking me like are you getting paid extra from North Indian restaurants because you only seem to have positive things about them. So that's only because I'm biased and I have a lot of you know, uh, friends who are North Indian so I've been pampered with North Indian foods. So I think I would say North Indian cuisine is my favourite.
0: <laughs> nice and as an influencer, I know you write well. But do you also take pictures and do videos and all of that yourself?
1: Yeah, so one thing which is, I mean, I'm sure you know it better than anyone else. But right now, pictorial and video blogging is, that is blog or, you know, picture blog is working way, way better than a, and an article or anything that's written, right? People like right. to see like a video for 20 seconds and that's it, just swipe and see the other thing. So, right. as and when, you know, Instagram started developing and they started bringing in more photos and video, I also sort of evolved. I still love writing but I wanted to, you know, go with the trend and go with the current scenario. So, I sort of started coming up with video content and photo content to, you know, be relevant on my platform. So, initially, I mean, I did torture my friends, my (laughs) husband right now to, you know, take photos wherever we go because it's not just food. I wrote about food. So, surprisingly, when I used to write about food, I also used to post pictures of me eating the food. So, many people were asking me, hey, I love what you wore. It's so effortlessly nice. Can you talk more about the clothes that you wore? Uh So that's how you know like my fashion blogging journey started and that is where I am today because that sort of was like a benchmark sort of thing for me like how do I put it like that sort of changed my whole uh, influencing journey I would say.
0: So now you are more a fashion influencer than a food influencer?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't want to call myself an influencer. So, Mm -hmm. I honestly feel, you know, other people should call me that whatever I do on my page, my intention is not to influence people to, you know, follow me or influence people to replicate whatever I do. I just give tips or I talk, you know, I just write what I feel like or I post what I feel like hoping that people find it useful and you you know, implement it in some way or the other in their life. Okay, to be very honest, I don't like the term influencer. I feel okay. like that's a very overly used term. So, <laughs> like, I would like to call myself a content creator or you okay. know, a blogger. Yeah, I, I like that. But yeah, I write and I post more about fashion uh, right now.
0: That's awesome. Okay, two things. One is you mentioned your husband. So, how important has family been, your mother, your father, your husband now? How have they played a role in your blogging journey?
1: Okay, so when I started in 2016, blogging or content creation was a very, I mean, it it was non-existent or it was very, very new. And not many people even knew what it was and there was no example also. Like right now, you know the students who are listening to this can show uh, you know profiles of mine or like similar you know people in the field and tell hey this is what you know I want to do or this is what is happening right now in the industry but when I started out I didn't have anything so it was very difficult for me to actually explain what this profession is even like even till now I think many people don't know what I do and how I earn my money. Yeah but initially when I explained it to my parents or my uh, you know my friends or my husband now it was very very tough to sort of make them understand that this is a legit profession but they did support me because okay to be honest I also have another job so Mm -hmm. they were okay with me taking this side by side so even if it doesn't work out well here I can Mm -hmm. still like there's also something else to back me up so they didn't oppose or they didn't say anything they just said okay let's just you let's just take it slowly if it works out, it works out. So thankfully it worked out and they were all happy about it. So yeah, initially it was difficult explaining what (laughs) blogging or what content creation was but I think once they saw results, they were happy and they even pushed me like I make my mom click my photos and I make Mm -hmm. my husband click most of my photos. So, you know, it's become like that where family also gets involved and all that.
0: Okay and one of the things that you mentioned the second thing was about being useful to your audience. How important is it to create that content which is useful to your audience?
1: The main question that you have to ask is why do you want people to follow you? Mm -hmm. You're not a normal girl, you're not a celebrity, you're not an actress or singer or a model you know for I mean people don't follow you for your face or you know they need to follow you for something useful. Mm -hmm. So that was my whole intention. When I started the page I was like Okay, what would I like to see from pages? Like what kind of pages will I like to follow? And uh, I realized that, you know, especially in Chennai, not many people talk about, you know, Tamil fashion or like something very relatable fashion or relatable content. So that's when I felt, okay, I, I must create useful, relatable content for people to actually, you know, resonate with my profile. So that's how I started going in that route. So if you see my page, it's something mm-hmm. that you know will make any girl or even guy go like hey, you know what if she can do it, I can totally do it. Huh. <laughs> if she can yeah. you know, wear a shirt with this jeans, I think I can do it as well. So, mm-hmm. I think that's also my USP.
0: Okay, cool. Second question, I know that in every blogger's life cycle, there is one viral item of content, right? That really catapults you. What was your viral item of content?
1: Okay, so Again, it was very accidental and I truly believe viral content is only accidental. There's no like mantra, there's no technique to create viral content, it just happens. So mm-hmm. for me, I still remember I went for a wedding function and I wore this really beautiful black Kanjivaram uh, sari, which was gifted by my father. I was very, very happy. And mm-hmm. um, on the stage, there were these aunties who said, Hey, why are you wearing black? It's It's, it's a very bad colour to wear for a, you know, very auspicious function. So please get down. And I think it was my cousin's wedding. So, Mm -hmm. I was furious and I had a picture of me wearing a black sari and I started ranting. So, it was basically a rant post Mm -hmm. talking about why can't we treat all the colors same and uh, blah, blah, blah. And I created this hashtag called Team Black Sari. So, I said if you, you have faced something like this you know before, please post a picture of you wearing a black sari and explain your situation let's all support each other sort of thing and I just left it because I thought okay it's just going I mean it's just my ranting and it will disappear but people actually started responding to it again like I said it was relatable so people really you know felt me and they really like got related so they also started writing even if they were regular people they also started posting pictures using the hashtags so there were so many of them who used the hashtag that you know I got calls from radio, I got calls from uh, newspaper to cover this uh, campaign so I think at that time I think 2017-ish there was no campaigns or there were no like hashtag campaigns or anything on Instagram so because I did this it became sort of like a viral thing and I got a lot of new followers you know who came in through because of this. So, I think this sort of took me to the next level I can say.
0: Okay. Question number three, what are the economics of blogging? Like how much can you make? How much are you making? You have about 60k followers if I'm not mistaken.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, uh, I'm sure as, a, as an expert, you guys will have methods to track how many, uh, like the conversion in terms of clicks and mm-hmm. number of people in the brand's profile through my page and all of that through insights, right? So mm-hmm. that, is one, that is one mode to sort of calculate how much a blogger can earn. Mm-hmm. Um, I can be very transparent and say that I've done three collaborations where I haven't gotten paid because I wanted to be associated with a, with a very big brand. I've right. also gotten paid somewhere between thirty to 40,000 rupees just for one campaign. So, right. I can't put a number but I can say that it has. I have done free work and I've also gotten paid half for lakh. You know, you, you okay. get the, I mean it's very uh, uncertain that way. Again, uh, if you're looking at blogging as a career, I would strongly suggest people to, I mean it might sound very interesting but I would strongly suggest people to also have another job at least right. in the initial few years. Mm So, when they develop the page and they feel like okay, I can earn this much a month for sure, then they can also look at blogging as a full-time career. But I would strongly suggest especially in a market like South India, Chennai especially, Mm -hmm. where it's not as big as, I mean, I'm sure you understand, right? Like Delhi, Mumbai, digital marketing and everything is much, much bigger there. So, bloggers earn lakhs and lakhs a month whereas in Chennai, it's still very new. People are hesitant to spend money on uh, influencer marketing. So, right. I would suggest people to, you know, like also have another thing going parallelly, so they don't suffer from not having enough money.
0: Understood. But so yeah, can- this is the range,
1: three even up to half a lakh I've earned for campaigns <laughs> alone, like one single campaign.
0: Right. So, can I say that a person who has about 60k followers on Instagram, In a month, can they earn about a lakh or a lakh and a half on average? That's
1: what, again, it depends on the kind of organic genuine reach that you have. There are people with so many thousands of followers like actresses or models who also call themselves influencers but the kind of conversion that they give that a regular girl like me gives will not be the same so they I mean people follow me to see what's new in Chennai, what's new in fashion and all of that so my conversion rate is much higher than a models or actress's conversion rate. Right. Yeah this can be an average amount Mm-hmm. maybe up to a lakh a month definitely on good months like when you have like some end of season sale or some Diwali and all we get paid a lot but there are months where we don't get paid at all like maybe some 3,000, 4,000 a month I'm not even exaggerating that during oh, covid and okay. nobody wanted to market their products I don't think we made any money. But on good days, yes, I do agree with you, we can go up to a lakh lakh and a half a month but again depends on, I mean, I can't say every uh, influencer with 60,000 followers will get this much money but Mm -hmm. someone like me or someone in my category can make that.
0: Okay, understood. Okay, moving on to the next question. So, you mentioned actors, actresses and things like that. How do you view competition and how are you investing in yourself to make your content better?
1: Okay especially in this industry, I don't think you should see anyone else as your competition because you have to thrive on your individuality Right. When people follow you for you. So if you ever look at someone else as a competition, you try to mimic their content and make it better than them, then you lose your own individuality and that's it, you're gone. People forget you in like two days. Mm. So I feel like to be honest, I have not looked at anybody else's competition. I've only looked at how I can better myself. And I would strongly recommend anybody who is an aspiring content creator to only focus on what you can do to better yourself. Because when you look at other people as competitions, I don't think it will work out because everybody creates their own content. For example, I might like North Indian food but maybe Pradeep won't like North Indian food at all. So, I can't compare two individuals, right? So, I feel like there shouldn't be any competition especially in this industry and i still take photos on my phone uh, right. but i have invested in a really good phone like only the i mean like the highest quality the latest phone because that's that's Even my bread and butter phone. yeah sure. i do have to invest in the latest phone and it's always good to you know have great photos apart from that if i get brand campaigns for example a brand approaches me and tells me to create content for their page and they have you know, a certain budget for photography, that's where my team comes into play. So, Mm -hmm. I invest money in my team uh, and my team Mm -hmm. involves photographers, editors, video editors and all of that. Only when there is a brand deal or when when I have to create videos for a certain brand, I invest extra in my team. So, we create content with professional photography.
0: So, if I understand you right, your phone is your primary content creating tool. So, what phone do you use and what phone do you recommend people could use to create good content?
1: I have iPhone right now, okay. uh, 11 Pro. I still okay. haven't gotten the 12 but mm. given a chance, I would totally buy the 12 as well. I feel iPhone is made for Instagram so if you guys are keen on you know creating content and you need something to start with, I think start with a great phone. Mm -hmm. And I also have ring lights which is available for say 4,000, 5,000 on Amazon, that's going to give you good light so you don't need fancy locations, you can shoot in your house so ring light is very important, a good phone Mm -hmm. and if you have the extra money then you can totally invest in something called a gimbal Mm -hmm. which is a tool which will make your videos and all very smooth and all of that again you can get that for four thousand five thousand online so i think these will be the primary investment if you're beginning i think these good phone good lighting these two are the main investments
0: good okay final question what are your thoughts for the future so you mentioned you moved from zomato over to instagram and it looks like instagram is here to stay Last year, there was a chance that TikTok might take over in some respects, but what is your thoughts on the future?
1: Um, I know for a fact that Instagram is trying to only you know, improve their app and like just build more and more and more. So I feel like concentrating on Instagram right now, at least for the next couple of years, is the right thing to do. But I would strongly suggest, even I'm trying to do that. But have your presence in multiple platforms like YouTube. Be there on not TikTok anymore, but you know on Pinterest if you're into fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so fun fact! Basically, uh, my wedding happened very recently, Great, and even though I could post, thank you, you attended it. <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> okay so my wedding happened recently and even before i could release the photos many people liked the blouse designs that i wore so it came on pinterest mm-hmm. and through pinterest i got a lot of new followers saying hey when nice. we get the blouse from, we saw you randomly on pinterest so it's good to have your presence in different platforms even though instagram is here to state it's going to be the future and i also strongly believe that You know there's no life cycle for an influencer if you're genuine and if people really connect to you you -hmm. can evolve for example when i was in college i did talk about economical fashion i wrote like what you can buy under thousand rupees now that you know i'm in a different age like working i talk a little bit about investing in good leather bags. You know, I have also evolved and my audience are also evolving. So maybe in the future, if I become a mother and I talk about baby uh, care, (laughs) people are still like, I'm sure my audience are also going to grow older and still follow me for it. So uh, I think be true to who you are and create content consistently and I think that's more than enough. But yeah, my only advice is to, I mean, which even I have to follow is to be present in many platforms so you get more reach through different platforms.
0: Nice. Okay, so that brings us to the end of this conversation. So, how can people follow you on all of these platforms? Which are the platforms and how can they follow you?
1: Okay, so my Instagram and YouTube is Venkat. All the people who are listening to this can follow me there. Mm-hmm. And my website which is not super active right now. But because I'm saying this out loud, I think I'm going to write a blog article soon. Yes. Which is madeintunai.com. So, okay. that's where I used to write a lot about food and all of that. So, these yes, are Sudikha. the platforms
0: that I this is made in Chennai, M A I D.
1: No, 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 made like M A D E.
0: Awesome. Okay, cool. All right, so madeinchennai.com, so people can follow you there as well.
1: There as well. But I mean, I'm very, very active on my Instagram, so people yes. can just find my name and follow me for something like everyday content and all of
0: that. Thank you so much. Okay, I think that brings us to the end. I think a lot of people are going to be super inspired when they hear this. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Okay. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this interview episode, please go over to your favorite podcast application, subscribe to the social.in podcast, give us a five-star rating and we will see you guys in the next episode.